I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy O. And your girl Rocky. What's good? <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today for this episode called Angry Black Woman Syndrome. Mm. Spicy topic. Mm-hmm. Very spicy topic. So, seeing how is how this is the topic for uh, our podcast today. And I will say it's a follow-up from last week's, mm-hmm. which is the strong, independent, and lonely black woman. Right. Mm-hmm. What would you, or how would you describe or define uh, someone who is angry, black, lonely, etc.? Angry black woman. Last week was lonely. I know. You just connected. So I just said the same thing. Okay. So for this definition, I'm going to use the, um, I guess it's a, what would you say? Is it a documentary or film? It's a film. So I'm going to talk about the film Diary of a Tired Black Man by, the film's by Tim Alexander. So I'm going to play a piece of that film. To help with this definition. Okay? Stay with me. <laughs> All right. June 20th. I went to pick up Lena from Tanya one Saturday afternoon. Accents. I thick. happened to have a young lady with me that <laughs> I haven't seen for a couple of months. The plan was simply for the three of us to spend a fun day together. When the door opened, I was greeted by Tanya and her three friends. Tanya and her three friends. So he rolling up, trying to pick up the daughter, and baby mama and the three friends are sitting waiting for him. Here is the original three-minute clip that became an internet phenomenon, has been seen around the world by millions. This is not just a movie, it is a message. In the name of peace, please open your minds and heart to it. Tim Alexander. Baby daddy oh, rolling no. up to the house, white oh, girl in the car oh, with him. Oh. I know you Drama! Oh! Just with you, I'm gonna go together. And then this white lady oh, gonna be no, like, You want me to get the child for one. you? Oh, no, she no. don't know black women. <laughs> not safe. I mean, that's just not smart. Right? Like, stay my ass in the car, but you know. <laughs> Let him have it. What's up with the white chick? What does that have to do with me picking up Lena? Is she ready? You had to go and get a white girl? What's wrong? You couldn't find a sister that would lay down and let you walk over her? What I'm trying to say, Tanya, 
She's saying you're a weak ass nigga. <laughs> No, man. And you, Linda? No. Nope. What about you, Joy? Yeah. White man. Oh, white man. Yeah. She had to go get a white man. Because all y'all niggas is out dating white women and ain't nothing left. How long were we married, Tanya? Four years. Have you ever noticed me to be attracted to a white woman? How long you know me before we got married? Three years. Three years. In this time, have you ever known me to be with any white girl? No. No. This house here, who bought it? Let me answer it for you, Tanya. This house is open. I bought it. And all the furniture in it. All the furniture. And now I need a bigger one. Oh shit. Let's not even talk about the car and the monthly money check. You don't even remember the last time you walked. And you and your angry little fool are going to call me a weak black man. Why? Just because I like to come back home to a peaceful house at the end of the day? Instead of going back to a drama like I had with you for four years? So you think a black man is weak just because he doesn't feel like fighting every single night? If this nigga here, white or any other color, if she can bring me some balance in my life, I really don't care about you and your little angry crew are saying. But let me set the report straight. I am not a weak black man. I am a tired black man. Tired of dealing with every black woman like you and you. Now where's my daughter? Damn. Ta, 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 ta. <laughs> so, definitely check out that film, Die of a Tired Black Man by Tim Alexander. But uh, basically, this episode is going to be responding to that clip. And then the following, um, he like goes around and interviews people about the clip and about black women and black men relationship dynamics. But yeah. Um, So, oh, what are your thoughts on the idea of the weak black man? Oh, oh, sorry. To answer your question of what an angry black woman is, like that was the example. Uh, All of that. So like the nagging, the drama, like just. Coming for him for no reason. Like, why are you even concerned about who he's with if y'all not together? Like, so anyways, otherwise known as, so wait, no. Yeah, Taraji P and Think Like a Man, the movie Think Like a Man, and Tosh, definitely Tasha Smith, and Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married too? Her character with Marcus, her name was Angela. Her character's name was Angela, and then her husband's name was mm. Marcus. They, like, oh, yeah, that yeah, was a stereotypical angry black woman. Just arguing for nothing, okay? But, uh, but yeah. That was a lot. That like, was, she was, like, she was doing the most. Anybody yeah. who's seen that, like, y'all know. So, so that's the angry black woman. So what are your thoughts on the idea of the weak black man? And is it dependent on the race of woman he dates or the quality, quality of woman he dates? What, what do you think about the weak black man? Alright, so the way I look at it is um, the concept of uh, the weak black man, uh, as, as they describe it, especially coming from that, that clip that you just showed, mm-hmm. is dependent on 
like the woman's expectations and sometimes those expectations are like really messed up because they don't have really good like, values. So yeah, so they in the, the film they were talking about, oh, the fact that he's with a white woman mm-hmm. means that he's weak. And he was like, Fuck that guy doing Whose house you in right now? Whose furniture you sitting on? Whose car you driving? Like, and I'm weak. <laughs> no make any sense. Um and also like I don't know. I feel like the the concept of a weak man is only dependent upon whether or not he's willing to deal with your perception of strength. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you perceive strength as being, uh, having a, a strong tone, being malicious, being uh, uh, talking down to someone, wanting, trying to, wanting to intimidate person. people, yeah. manipulate someone, if you feel like all those are qualities or characteristics of somebody strong, then someone who's not willing to pull up with put up with that by default is gonna look weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is just again misconceptions on on a, on the other party's part of what strength actually is. Mm-hmm. So if your idea of strength's fucked up, then of course I'm gonna look weak because you don't even know what strength it is in reality. Ooh. So you know, yeah, that's what we tired of and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay, so just just to kind of balance it out, what would be an example of good black men? Um, I, I say a lot of good black men. There are a lot of us out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use myself as an example. <laughs> like, for instance, I'm not rich or nothing like that, like far from it. But I know about finances to the point where if an emergency came and I need to budget or I need to do whatever, if I need to save for certain things, like I save for certain things that I am interested in right now and I invest in those things. But I'm not rich by any means because I'm stacked with student loans and right now and my priority... out here it's, in the Bay it's rough Area. out here. And my priority <laughs> right now is is happiness and health above all else. Mm-hmm. Um, above wealth. Because like right now I'm living mostly comfortably other uh, than like, you know... The, the finance part. I'm happy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I rather put that ahead of the finances and handle that later because it's going to come mm-hmm. as I advance in my career, as I get my feet, feet in as a, a therapist here mm-hmm. in the Bay. So, it's like, that's, that's an example of knowing all those things. But if you put a value on just finances as your um, qualifier for what a good man is, then I'm out. Because technically, I'm in debt. Like, oh, you gone. And and I was thinking about it. And in the film, like in the rest of the, the film, they were talking about the good black men choosing white women. And the example she gave was like hmm. NBA players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's your example of good black men? Why? Like, how? Do you know <laughs> if they're good? Like, you don't know them. And yet, because they're celebrities and they got money, those are the good black men choosing the white women. Like, yeah. So... I don't agree with that. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but to your to your second point, um, the next topic would be that thought of black women having the right to be angry. And mm-hmm. we'll talk more about why we're angry. But um, but black women do have the, the right to be angry. But at the same time, black men have the right to deal with that anger or not. Right. So what are your thoughts on that concept? I mean, it's, it's simple. Uh, we choose who we want to interact with in this life, and mm-hmm. especially when it comes to relationships. So mm-hmm. 
if a man feels as though he can't be in a place where he is um, of peace, which we'll talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want your perspective on that yeah. later. Uh, a place of peace, uh, a place where he is going to be supported and um, nurtured in a way that his aspirations can turn into something that you both can be involved in. And it can be a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than it being like a one-sided thing where you're putting him down or like not, you know, you're not really supporting or, or doing anything. Nobody wants that. Like, women don't want that either. So I don't understand why the dynamic comes into play whereas though they feel like I should I should be able to expect all these things of you and then the opposite wouldn't be asked of them. I think that dynamic comes from, again, something we'll talk about later, you know, hurt people hurting people in this whole cycle that, mm-hmm. that goes on. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, back to what I wanted to ask, what what are your thoughts on, on peace? Like, what do you think it is to give a man a sense of peace? Like, what would that look like? So I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode of Strong, Independent, and Lonely Black Women. Um, that Why you had to emphasize that part? Because <laughs> that's the title, and I capitalized it. So it was <laughs> oh, meant yeah, to, you did. Meant All to caps. be emphasized. So, yeah, at, at the end of the day, you want to come home after a long day of work and just be at fucking peace, man. You, like, you're not trying to be arguing. Mm. And that's both That's both sides. Yeah, that's Whatever real. partner, like, you're not trying. Especially, we black in America. It's hard out here. I'm trying to come home and just chill. But I got to come home to, like, 99 questions or I got to come home to nagging. Yo, my mom would do that to my dad. And I was like, all right, mom, chill. Like, mm. Can a nigga sit down first? <laughs> mm. Because, yeah. Like, I understand things need to be addressed and there's also ways to address them that isn't in that irritating tone of voice. But um, that's true. Tone, watch your tone, exactly. watch your tone now. So, but the same as you, and then again, this this goes into um, kind of my concept of submission, but mm. and more so gender roles, which I feel like we need to do an entirely different episode on yeah, gender roles. So let me sure. write that down. But um, do, yeah, we yeah. got so many episodes to do. Yeah, I know. God. Ideas stay coming. Ideas always coming. But yeah, gender roles would be a a dope episode to address. So so for like me in in that context, I have a full-time job. He gonna have a full-time job. Like both both people working. Income out here. Like, so yeah. So we both coming home at the end of the day tired and maybe a little stressed, okay? And then if we have kids, we gotta feed them. We gotta take care of them. We gotta clean up after them and stuff. And it's just like, we're both tired. So somebody needs some peace. So even in that context, I was like, all right, you get a half an hour, just sit on the couch, watch TV, not do anything. And then I get a half hour, <laughs> sit on the couch, watch TV, not do it. While the other person is like doing other stuff. Keep that balance. Okay. Um, so like that is how I get my peace. Anything outside of that 30 minutes that needs to be addressed, then you can address them type of thing. <laughs> so like, cause you need time to de-stress and unwind when you get home from work and you can't go immediately into something else. You can't be attacked as soon as you walk in the door. So I agree. When you do that, it's the worst possible way. Like, how is that improving your relationship your at all? 
it's not getting what you want met because <laughs> now he irritated and not going to do it. It's bad. And then, yeah, that's not improving your relationship. So what did you All do? around, it's L's. Like, nobody wins in that situation. Exactly, L, so. exactly. So create the man's peace, but also, like, men create women's peace. And that's going into the submission part that I wanted to clarify from last week's episode. I did put a video out. Hope you saw it about me clarifying what I really meant by submission. And this kind of came about when I was in a Facebook group and men were talking about black women submitting to them in a certain way. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is what the audience thought. So when I met submission, I met a mutual submission. Black woman submits to the black man, black man submits to the black woman. It is a mutual submission. And then when I say submission, I am not incorporating um, providing and I'm not incorporating protecting. I can make more money than a man and still submit to him and vice versa. Okay. Then when I talk about submission, I also am nowhere in the fathom of that definition referring to misogyny, patriarchy, or a hierarchy type relationship. Like one is superior to the other. Where we get that shit from, think about it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we're submitting to each other. And what I mean in that submission is that we're able to be vulnerable with each other. Right, that's the important part. Yeah. And then we feel safe enough to be vulnerable and that our partner is going to receive that vulnerability. And that's it, a great thing. Right? And, and then at the end of the day, it's like you feel wanted by your partner. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a strong, black, angry woman who doesn't need a man and doesn't make his man feel wanted or appreciated, he's not going to be there. And vice versa. Okay. (laughs) And that being said, that reminded me of my grandma um, and something she told me when I was a teenager. And so my parents, we had a lot of cookouts. Because we had a nice backyard, we had a pool and everything, so my dad tried to get people to use it because we weren't in there that often. Well, he was. Mm. Me and my mom were. But anyway, so we had cookouts, like, often. Um, So at one of the cookouts, my dad was outside on the grill, my mom was inside, and my grandma asked my mom, like, if she, like, she, why, um, what was the question? Oh, like, why don't you fix my dad a plate? Mm. Ah, the infamous plate. And then my mom was like, he got two feet, he can get his own plate. And then my grandma was like, <laughs> first she was like, why you gotta be like that? But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then she was like, this man has gone to work for you all week. He's out there standing at that hot grill, doing what he gotta do to make sure this function is going well. And the least you could do is fix him a plate. And just say, like, I appreciate you. And her response. I, I ain't fixing shit. <laughs> I honestly don't remember the response because I I was hearing that. I don't uh, know if my mom was listening, but I was hearing it. Probably like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. But I, I heard that. And I was like, um, How old were you when this was happening? I was a late teenager. Oh, okay. Yeah, like 16, 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first time, I was like, Why do we have that he got two feet? I mean, I guess because we've been made to feel subservient. 
which is different than mm. submissive. Yeah, that's probably it. So, I, yeah, that's a good point because I think we've gotten to a point where uh, a lot of women, I know, don't worry about my knees. I'm chilling <laughs> on here. As long as you keep them over there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, as long as uh, we got into a place where I think women see any type of service to their men or the people that they're with as being, as being, yeah, as being so, like put under and, and diminished. Yeah, exactly. So like when you're doing something nice for a man, you feel like, I kind of want to do this or it would be nice, but I don't want to be seen as, and then that's mm-hmm. what stops you from actually doing that. And it seems as you're like, you're lashing out. And then what Andrew had said, he said, nothing wrong with a woman fixing her man a plate, but it's not to be Why? expected. And yeah, that, that's it. Exactly. It's like the expectation the being told what to do. And that's another thing. What I mean by submission, there are no ultimatums. There's no man telling me what to do. Nah, it's a discussion. It's something we want to do out of the kindness of our heart because we appreciate our partner, you know? Like, yeah, there, there's no expectation. Like, if a man was like, hey, babe, go fix me a plate, that may di- be different. <laughs> yeah, I may have a it different It all depends response. on your tone of voice. It really does. And the connection that you have. Yeah, that too. You know? Um, like, hey, babe, go fix me a plate. That's different than, hey, babe, go fix me a plate. Anyways, so I was saying. Right, you know exactly. I mean? She's going to get my shit. She's going to get my shit. Context. <laughs> control you woman. That was in the film. That was funny. Because he was oh, like, yeah. control you woman. And she was like, babe, fix me a plate. He was like, you want some relish? We got some good relish. Control you woman. What kind of bread you want? <laughs> sure. I can go get some more if you need some. You good, baby? Okay. All right. No, no, no. You sit down. You sit I, down. I don't know why we have this concept of wearing the pants. I don't know. Everybody wears pants now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. It's just an ego exactly. thing, you know? And and Andrew said, and nothing wrong with a man fixing his woman a plate. Exactly. Oh, I, I cook for my women, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I do. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Out here. Be a grown man and handle your business. I mean, you who don't fucking stuff? cook? Exactly. I, I mean, most people, I mean, there are some people there don't. Some but people. most people cook. So it's like, it's not a big deal to do the same thing for somebody that you actually care about and want to support. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Like, definitely, I... <laughs> Everybody in their feelings about not getting in their feelings. I know. But, yeah, so from that perspective, I was like, yeah. If I appreciate my man, I'm, I'm going to show him. And I'm going to give for the sake of giving and not getting anything in return. I'm going to love him regardless if he loves me or not. I'm going to love him because I love him. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for any gain on my part. I would like it to be reciprocated. Doesn't have to be in that moment in the relationship. I would like to feel that same, you know. But yeah, we gotta change our minds, ladies. Hmm. Um. So, <laughs> in order to change our minds, we kind of gotta know where it's coming from. Right. So, what causes the cycle of the angry black woman? I think the cycle of the angry black woman starts with, well, damn, the start of it is history. <laughs> but a lot of it is stemmed from the treatment of especially black women by men in general, but specifically black men. Mm-hmm. Like, we, 
as black men have, uh, I don't know how this this mindset traveled for so long, mm-hmm. but it, it came to a point where men, black men, saw women as like you know, mm-hmm. just sexual objects for yeah. real, just you know something like to not really something to be cherished and really uh, upheld. Mm-hmm. I think now there's a shift. Yeah, it's starting to be, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember Hashtag that being the black woman is God for real. <laughs> um, but I just remember that shit being like, whatever when we were younger, especially where I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, you just gonna fuck, you gonna do this, blah blah blah. Like thinking about other things or or the woman's intellect or any other parts of her outside of her body. Pretty well, much I think was gone. I think a big part of that was. Okay, so you had, like, post-slavery, black mm-hmm. man was starting to be back into the family and everything. Um, but then you had uh, the crack epidemic, and then you had the crime epidemic. So then black men are it's either gone. incarcerated or dead. So that leaves black boys growing up without a father, someone setting that example of how to treat a woman. Right. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably where it started. Yeah, and then um, like most things, white supremacy, slavery, and all that other bullshit. Their impact. Jeez. We ain't playing matriarchal societies back in Africa. I know. They don't want you to know about that either. Everybody will be talking about Nigeria. There are other countries in the continent of Africa than the country Nigeria. Okay. And there may even be some matriarchal societies in Nigeria. I don't know. I only hear about the patriarchal ones. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I heard it. yeah, it might be. It might I, be. Don't I don't know, but and definitely in other countries and um, ethnic tribes, they have matriarchal uh, societies. So, anyways, um, so that's the black man, and then we cannot. This is definitely going to be another episode. But the men who are cheating on the women, or making them feel crazy because they're trying to hide it or deny it, but they know that they are cheating. I've seen that and then um any any domestic violence or emotionally abusive um Mm. relationships uh, can be very damaging um obviously yeah Yeah, so and traumatic yeah so i think that's what led to the black (laughs) woman getting angry yeah it's like we could not trust these black men so therefore, that led to the there are no good black men, right? And and I do want to point out that when okay, so not only was the black father not raising the black boy, mm-hmm. but the black father also was absent for the black daughter, for the black girl. Right. So that's another. So now, yeah. so okay, so you have that context, and I want to ask you something about that. Mm-hmm. But then, she has sons. And daughters. What message is she sending them about men? She like in the film, they showed a clip where the the mother was like, um, to the to the son, um, don't talk to me. Like go the fuck over there. Like just being like your daddy. Go somewhere. And then she told her daughter, who's that's his sister, don't ever talk to a guy that's like your brother, like your father. Men ain't shit. And like Sending this message to kids. Yeah, that's just bad. Like, that seeps into 
people's minds and they uh, yes, absorb that, and perceptions. Especially, especially when oh, this is young. what I, this is what I'm supposed to expect in relationships. Yeah, Men ain't good. shit because daddy wasn't there, and then you're what? What Dr. Joy DeGruy say? She said parents should teach their children from their scars and not their wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit is deep. Y'all need to heal because this shit. Is not helpful for the black community, for the black yeah, family. Just repeating cycles of of trauma yeah. and damaged relationships, making it worse and worse every generation. Exactly. So that leads me to the, um, I guess, trying to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Is what was your first, either what was your or what is a first example of a healthy relationship between a man and a woman. Uh, hmm. Well, for me, my first example, uh, again, I use myself, my life as an example, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first example was my parents. My parents had a very loving relationship from what I saw of it. Like, I saw them argue once in a while, every once in a blue moon, but for the most part, they, they really just got along and loved each other and showed that affection and cooperation mostly throughout the household. And I saw like a balance of um, two very different personalities, mm-hmm. and I saw how they could still mesh and combine to make something beautiful and make a family unit that you know could collaborate and do great things. That's so I beautiful. saw something. Yeah, I saw it great. Like my parents was on point. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, love you, mom. Love you, pops. I love all y'all. Love my brother as well. Uh, yeah, so I saw a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a lot of my friends who didn't. I know a lot of my, uh, so I didn't. yeah, it's not, it's not common. Well, okay, actually. okay. I, I saw that my dad was a great man and my mm-hmm. mom was a great woman, but I didn't see like a good relationship, a great combination. <laughs> yeah, like they, um, yeah. They needed to be divorced. They recently got divorced. It was a good thing. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if they had done it sooner, so it is what it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, they were on that way. So it was a lot of arguments and stuff. And um, they weren't very affectionate that often. It was more of, like, verbal all the time going mm. against each other. So I feel like my first example was, like, pfft, movies and shows. That's a lot. Like, when I ask a, uh, a question like that, mm-hmm. I ask that same question basically to clients. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first example of, like, love or first example of a good interaction between a man and a woman? Mm-hmm. And usually that's what they say. It's like they say, like, uh, Especially the 90s. Sitcoms. We had all the yeah. black family TV sitcoms. Yeah. So that's why, like, those sitcoms were very important and mm-hmm. relevant to us because it kind of was like an escape or, or something, a model of what, a good relationship could be yeah. that way we could at least see it in some form mm-hmm. because within our realities we couldn't see it at all yeah. uh, for the most part but I was fortunate enough to see it but there were other aspects of those shows where I, you know I saw other things that I also aspired to that's how uh, you know the college enrollment went off uh, yeah. up after um, after uh, a different world different world mm-hmm. stuff like that like things like that is what inspired me to look at stuff that I didn't really picture mm-hmm. you know quite Right there in front of my face. True, true. Yeah. Ooh, what's the next topic? Um, why do black women choose bad men? Ooh. 
So, okay, in the same breath, if the the woman isn't raised by her father, she doesn't have a healthy role model to base it, base how a man should be treating her in a relationship. Her mom could be simultaneously saying men ain't shit mm. and uh, there aren't any good ones. And uh, then it's also like uh, it takes into account her own self-esteem and self-worth. Mm. So then a guy is approaching you and we don't know how to distinguish the difference between a good guy and a bad guy. Especially so, when we're young. So it starts basically with your lack of a father figure. Or yeah, a yeah. figure of what a, a Like, yeah, we is. have the TV shows and stuff, but that's not in our reality. So we don't know, especially our age. Like, these are grown people on the sitcoms. And like, yeah, also, I, I think, like, in the sitcoms, there's also other, like, toxic masculine figures that yeah. are attracting a lot of like um, oh not not I wouldn't say the sitcoms I would say more black movies black movies oh, yeah. it was like the thuggish the bad yeah, boys yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the ones that got the girl word, word. and uh, yeah son mm-hmm. all that yeah so <laughs> and they also address that in the film Diary of a Tired Black Man um but I will say that's true yeah they do the movies were, yeah yeah they they were not. <laughs> Like, there were no roles like, baby, to like, like Baby Boy. <laughs> there were no roles to like. Do you remember Baby Boy with like, Tyrese and Taraji P? Yeah, that was supposed to be Tupac. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Damn. But Tyrese and Taraji P have such good chemistry together. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it would have changed. It's the okay. Whole... Tupac was long gone by then. I don't know. Thank God, because otherwise, Raquel, <laughs> Rocky would have, Rocky would have uh, missed her movie. But thank God Tupac died that day. Shut Otherwise, up. That's not right. Don't say that. I mean. Don't. I didn't mean it like that. Uh. Anyways. Choosing between a good guy and a, and a, <laughs> a bad guy. Sometimes it's hard to see. Um, and you also don't expect it to happen to you. Like I had a guy who put me down all the time. But I was in love with him. That love shit gets you. Mm. If you fall in love, women will stay. We need to get the fuck out of that. Like, <laughs> we need to just say, screw love. If this don't feel right, majority of the time, you need to walk. You need to get together. Yeah, if most of your days are... Are, are crying and arguments. Yeah, like, that's no. That's a sign. You just got to get out. It's exactly. not healthy for you. So I've had, I've had men who put me down. I've had men who cheated on me. I've had men who were pathological liars. I've had men who have exposed me in some way. So... Mm, Thanks. Yeah, so... Yeah, but that all went up to my senior year of high school. My senior year, I was doing a lot of self-reflection, self-growth, self-learning, self-development. And I was like, yeah, I need to put respect as the number one standard and expectation in men. Because obviously Mm -hmm. it was not that common sense to me to be experiencing all this bullshit. That's true. Respect should always be the bare minimum, like. I don't even interact with the woman mm. who I find like disrespectful, especially to right? me. You're out your mind. That's not exactly. I look at you like, yeah. Anyways, you won't get the time of day. Mm-hmm. I won't even approach you or try to, like, much less you approaching me. <laughs> but we talked about that on another episode. But um, <laughs> Late, she shot. Pew, pew. Yeah. But yeah, so respect and 
So once I put respect, I got all good guys. Boom. Because they were treating me How respectfully. How easy was that? Like, How easy was that? It was like, so yeah, when women are still like trying to decide, I'm like, nah, as soon as I see... But I identified my red flags because I was serious about not experiencing this shit. So anytime I would be experiencing, I'm like, ooh, red flag. Mm, let me pay attention to this because I ain't going through this shit again. Mm. So so what were some of the red flags, if you don't mind me asking? If I couldn't trust him. Mm. How do you know if you can't trust somebody? Like, what would be like, Sneaky the- ass behavior. That's okay. how. Right. You know what it is. Sneaky ass behavior. They telling you one thing, the story changes. They omitting information you find out about later because nobody like the FBI has nothing on women. <laughs> like we <laughs> are investigators, <laughs> and I don't got time for that. I just need to trust you and trust that you have value in yourself in this relationship, and you value me again. Fucking respect. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, all good guys. But before the I went to the all good guys, sometimes, I don't know if I necessarily did it. I mean, I may have. But the film pointed out that women will friend zone good guys. Mm, and that does happen a lot. Yeah. It does. What are your thoughts on that? Um, hmm. Okay, so I have a couple thoughts <laughs> It's true. Let's let us just get let's just put it out there. It's true. A lot of women friend zone good guys, mm-hmm. um, and like I guess the the argument is, most women say they want their partner to be their best friend along with their lover. Like mm-hmm. that kind of comes with it. Like somebody you can talk to, somebody you can express those feelings, you can be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can chop it up with and have a good time with. That's pretty much what. A friend is, and then obviously you want the attraction part, the sex part. So, is it that you're not attracted to your friend? Sometimes, sometimes I will friend zone a guy mm-hmm. when I'm not attracted. And if that's the case. However, hey. sometimes when you get to know a person and you get to know their mind, their heart, their spirit, mm-hmm. you become attracted, and things change. I'm the king of that. That's happened a few times. Actually, fuck. Yeah, that, that. Okay, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like I did it. <clears throat> okay, so just to explain the times that I friend zoned. Um, oh, oh, every girl friend zones. But I, I have specific ones. So first, it was my diaper buddy. So we just grew up as friends. But then after a while, what? Oh, I'm just connecting with the audience as you talk. After a while, um... You know, after the age you start crushing, I started liking him. And it was like, why? Because I could be myself with him. He made me laugh. Like, he was my friend type of thing. And then that happened again when I was older. And that was just, um, he was older than me. It was distance. Like, we just, I think he may have gotten to a relationship. Like, it just, we were just friends. And then it wasn't until we actually met online. MySpace. (laughs) And then we, and then we, um, when we finally (laughs) met in person, like, he wasn't even, it wasn't for me. Like, we met because he was talking to my friend. And that was when we finally met in person three years later. So, it was like, we were just friends because we had a great connection. But then when we met in person, it was like, attraction. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I didn't necessarily, I mean, there's probably others that I really did friend zone. But, like, it was just circumstances. So, I got to know more of the person. 
And then when I got to know more of the person, I was like, ooh, I like you. So, ladies, if you're not ready for a relationship, that's fine. But don't totally take off the table a guy just because you're not immediately attracted to him. If he's a good guy and wants to spend time with you and doesn't want anything from you, then, and if you have a good connection, why is it a bad thing? Yeah, that it's, it's a little tricky. That's why I said I have a couple of thoughts on it because yeah. I do understand women who are in this spot where they're just like, look, I'm not, mm-hmm. it's, there's no spark there. Or there's no, yeah, like, yeah. you know, attraction. no attraction <laughs> or connection there that's really going to drive the relationship. <laughs> so they just friend zone people and that happens. But mm-hmm. like, I'm the king of like the comeback. Okay. What does that mean? Basically, I'll talk or I'll shoot my shot or something mm-hmm. and I'll get like a mild or like uh, whatever response and mm-hmm. then later a woman will come back into my life like, oh, hey, what's up? Just sliding into my DMs or <laughs> doing some other stuff. It happens all the time. Like most of my relationships have formed in that way where I've done something like, just like I've connected or I tried to um, get at a certain woman and it's like, oh, she wasn't in that same place or we weren't on the same, uh, just weren't on the same page at the time and it's just like, okay, whatever. I just keep it moving, and then a year later, maybe, mm. or a couple of months later, sometimes sooner, boom, I just show up. So, I say all that to say that the friend zone is, like, kind of what you make it. It's really about how you consider <laughs> yourself. Like, if you consider yourself to be someone who's going to be trapped or labeled into one thing, then whatever. But if you feel like, I'm going to live my life and connect with whoever I'm going to connect with, no matter what, then you're going to be with that person as a friend or not. And that means focusing on the connection right. rather than the destination. There you go. Because if you focus on the connection, then it goes wherever it goes, but you're still connected. So even if it doesn't work out to be a relationship, you still have a connection so you can be friends. And like, friends is hard out here. People, Yo, good people friends, who are loyal, real, supportive. They actually care about you. Exactly. Like, yeah. that's, don't just. Don't sleep on that. Because it didn't work out in a relationship. If you connect, you connect. Like some, like some people, ooh, different episode, <laughs> believe that you can't be friends with your ex. Mm, yo, that's a different episode for sure. I yeah. can't be friends with my ex. I think it depends on the ex. <laughs> yeah, I'm mm, sorry. I think, I think it depends on sorry, like, what went down, how great the connection was before, how it played some out. Some chapters you just, you know. Need to close. Don't open that book again. But, um... <laughs> but yeah, did you have any other thoughts on being friend zone? The good guys being friend zone. Um, oh, probably for another episode. But I can teach you how to get out of the friend zone. It's pretty easy. Ooh, this is definitely for another episode. Yeah, I didn't even make this up. This is a video about it. Uh, but it's um, yeah, it's pretty easy. When you, when I tell you, you can be like, oh wow, that was obvious. Because <laughs> it really is. Interesting. But it works. I'm I'm interested to know because this is like you know reverse meta or mind trick women. <laughs> um. Okay. So going back to the film Diary of a Tired Black Man, mm-hmm. uh, how would you break down the needs of black children? Mm. Because we talked about the cycle. We talked about how to like right how the father, the absent father, contributes to the children. And who contributes to their relationships. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, needs of the black children. I, I would say, like, the, there's a need for both um, 
black boys and girls to see mm-hmm. a figure of a masculine and effeminate figure mm-hmm. that is um that's healthy pretty much like not a, to- a toxic masculinity or not a a toxic femininity, which I would describe as being overly submissive. Yeah. Uh, overly submissive. Over, um, overly submissive and playing like the damsel in distress or and, the subservient role. Yeah, the subservient mm-hmm. role. Like that's what I, I would. I would say. also say a toxic black woman or a toxic femininity mm-hmm. is the angry black woman. Right. It's like the uh, I guess course correction or overexertion of of aggressive assertive behavior because right. you've been uh, kind of trampled on in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think those those two things are really like you need examples of, of the opposite of those. You need yeah. you need to have those positive, uh, healthy mm-hmm. and secure male and female figures so that you know what that looks like, and then you can kind of like go from there. It's like having a a foundation mm-hmm. for you to, to to lift. But I think those roles don't necessarily have to be tied with the mother or the father. No, they really don't. They can be tied with any figure, like like just any. That's why I like to say like masculine or feminine figure, yeah. Because that way you at least understand that security within mm-hmm. those. Two and then realms. this also gets us out of like the nuclear family that white people put on us. Like we are yeah. collective, we are community right. parenting, village parenting, exactly. Like so, it's not like there are other people involved. Like, As it should be, yeah. It takes a village. It takes a village. And so, yeah, so the father, say none of the other stuff happened, and the father just um, died, unfortunately. That doesn't mean that the daughter or the son is not going to have positive male role models in his life because of the community. Especially if the mom makes it a point to find, seek out, and include positive male role models. So that they can have that dynamic. That's how it should be. It should always, you should always have at least like a a group of men there should anything happen just figures there to mm-hmm. support um the child yeah. having a group like that that's so important exactly and then what you don't do oh, is man. if the man was just not stepping up to his responsibility treating you any type of way like yada yada you don't talk down about the father to the child yeah, that is their sense. parent they love them they don't see any flaws in them so my advice as a therapist is you be as honest as possible at the age-appropriate level. You do not bash them or trash-talk them, but you keep it honest. So, like, with the kids who are waiting for the other parents to pick them up, the parent doesn't come, they're all disappointed, and it's left on the custodial parent to, like, address this. That's a rough position. I Hmm. get that. But at the same time, like honest as possible age appropriate as possible without bashing your parent because if you do bash that parent the child's going to resent you right it's going to take years before the child actually realizes oh yeah parent wasn't shit and all that time that's damaged your relationship with your child so yeah just be careful about that stuff <clears throat> that's how cycles repeat mm-hmm we trying to break these cycles up. What's up? <laughs> Motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little animated today. Uh, what's next? Um, ooh, okay. So, uh, 
what so I, I had this concept of the hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. uh, basically you know the, the saying hurt people hurt people so well, I mean we use that in therapy yeah so hurt people hurt people and, in other words misery loves company mm-hmm. trauma begets trauma mm-hmm. <laughs> etc <that. et> <laughs> you know we're going on but you get the point yeah um so what is your what are your what are your thoughts I guess on mm-hmm. on that whole concept of the cycles repeating and people hurting people mm-hmm. creating another hurt person and how do we how do we change things? We got to do some self reflection and self growth. Mm-hmm. Like we got to be aware of our own shit. We really gotta. That's so difficult for us to do now. Like I think. Um... I think it starts with one. Hmm. And like I plan on having parenting classes, so I, I plan to make a difference sweet. because this shit is not helping the black family at all. We need to get it together. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we got to throw a wrench in that cycle. But what I wanted to talk about, so maybe you can get back to how to do that. But mm-hmm. what I wanted to talk about in the terms of hurt people, hurt people, or misery loves company is your friends. Hmm. Your relationship, whether it's monogamous or polyamorous, is between you and that person. Nobody else. That's not their relationship. Hmm. So, even your friends being hurt influences like, your... Like, like the film you heard at the beginning right, of the right, show. Right, right. Like, the, the ex-wife was with three of her friends. And all three of them were talking about her yeah. ex-husband. And he was like, you got a man? Nope. You got a man? Nope. You got a white man? And all y'all saying how I'm not shit. Telling her that I'm not shit. When y'all don't even have a man. So who are you to say anything? (sighs) Some people are jealous. (laughs) Some people don't want their friends to be happy. I did. (laughs) Some, Some people don't want you to be happy, honestly. If they're unhappy. Man, I don't see again, like, kind of like what I said last time when some of this stuff is mm-hmm. outside of my scope because I don't have friends like that or I just don't interact with people like that. Mm-hmm. But that shit sounds terrible. Having some backstabbing ass people, like, around you that don't even want, like, are... I mean, I, I don't know if they're ugh. consciously aware that they want their friend to be unhappy. Even if they aren't, like... Oh. Which, again, goes back to y'all need to do some work on yourselves. <laughs> Like, y'all gotta do some hard-ass work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so, okay, so you have the friends piece. And then you have these choices. The good guy and the bad boy. Mm. And it was funny because somebody in the film was like, women are the worst decision makers ever. (laughs) Again, self-reflection. And then notify those red flags. But anyways... So we could choose one bad boy and then the next boyfriend is another bad boy and then the next boyfriend is another bad boy who's treating us disrespectfully, doing all kinds of shit to damage us. And then we say after those three choices, all black men are bad. It's like, no, those were your three fucked up choices. Pretty much. Learn better. Do better. Do better. Again, know yourself. And also, going back to some of the uh, other episodes that we did, uh, all this month we've, we've done uh, 
episodes like around this these themes mm-hmm. where we talked about pretty much um shooting your shot and how your choices women's, are limited. Women's choices women's, are limited. Yeah, women's choices are very much limited because they only are accepting mm-hmm. the men that choose to approach them. Mm-hmm. Rather than going out and choosing the men for ourselves. Right. So even within that own pool, like taking mm-hmm. advocating for yourself could increase your chances of seeing and getting a good guy. Like, if you see a good guy, and you're like, wow, oh, he looks like he's doing something good. He looks like he got a so job. So say, he got stuff okay, for me, when I see a black father with their child, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and that's sad because we just don't have the representation like that. Even though my father was in the picture, it's just not represented like that. So when I see him, I'm like, oh, he's such a good person. Mm-hmm. When really, that should be the bare minimum. If you have a child, you take care of it. Right. But with, with, <laughs> the question is to the ladies out there, would you shoot your shot at a, a guy like that? Because you're getting those feelings mm-hmm. and you're, you're feeling like, oh, that would be a good person. But like, are you intimidated? Like, oh, he has a kid. Would I, mm-hmm. would I want to approach that person? What a baby mama like? What a baby mama. I ain't got time for drama. Kind of stuff. So would you even approach that person? Probably not. That's another episode. Partners with kids. <laughs> Keep them coming. So, yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah. Make better choices. And then you'll see that, no, all black men are not bad. They're good ones. You just weren't choosing them. So, check out Ladies Shoot probably, Your Shot and Shoot Your a, Shot Part a 2. You're probably a year late, ladies. You're probably a year late. <laughs> Come out at me now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, what would you say is throwing the wrench into the cycle of hurting people, hurting people in relationships? How do we change that? Uh, healing people, healing others, mm-hmm. or heal those who are healed, healing others. Like really putting your shit out there and being an example, mm. saying that like I have been hurt, and because I've been hurt, this is why I was acting this way, and I choose not to act this way anymore mm. because I want better for my future. That's how you really can shift, I think, the dynamic of hurting people. It's about accountability and really accepting the fact that although what you're feeling may not be your fault, mm-hmm. is your responsibility Cause, and that, and that, to handle those feelings and, that and address goes back them in the right way. The right to be angry. Right. It's like, without yeah, a doubt, right black women have been it's, through some things what? and y'all have a right to yeah, be angry. Yeah, yeah, but you need to address that fucking anger because that's not going to get you a relationship now. Right. It's only going to actually lead you to be more miserable. You had said something. Let me see if I can find it. And it was like putting this into words. You said understanding the plight of black woman Mm. doesn't mean you have to accept her reaction. Right, right. Right. That's, yeah, I did say that. Mm -hmm. That was very powerful. Yeah, (laughs) that's why I wrote it down. (laughs) Um, it's true. Like we all, well, we all should know if you got your mind right. The plight of the black. Go woman. to therapy. <laughs> the plight of the black woman is huge. Like throughout our society, throughout In the history, world. Geez. Yes, but that does not mean we have to put up with a woman's reaction to that plight. Mm-hmm. It's just as though, like, if I witness somebody um, getting murdered, right, mm-hmm. and I came back and I had to deal with that trauma, mm-hmm. right. It would be my partner's choice to stick with it or not. Like, I could be causing her immense harm. What if I'm mm. over here beating her up mm. or doing all this other stuff? Like, that's Hell not no. cool. 
Like, look, brother, it's I understand I went through a you've been through some things, right. but you ain't about to put your hands on me. It's not her responsibility to heal me. It's her responsibility to connect with me if she chooses to. And say, nigga, you need some help. Go to oh. therapy. <laughs> you know? Don't say it like that, though. <laughs> her responsibility is to herself and not to me. Mm. Especially if I'm not in a place where I can be of sound mind and clear heart. Because you cannot control anybody in this universe except yourself. So if they're not ready to make that change, then peace season. This is real. It's the reality of it. Yeah. But that's the, those are really the examples I was I was saying on how to break that cycle of the hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So hopefully people will take that advice. So <laughs> the angry black sin, uh, angry black woman syndrome is curable. Yes, very much so. Take some work. And, and treatable. Take, take some, some hard work. You know, but uh, it can be done. Okay. You too <laughs> can get yourself together. Self reflect and be better. Exactly. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so. And I think the first step is admitting that you may have flaws <laughs> and taking accountability of self and say how you're contributing to your either dramatic relationships or lack of relationships. Mm. I can't stand dramatic relationships. I can't. I'm a therapist. I do this in my, my Bruh, job. that's the other thing. Time. I don't got time for I ain't that got shit. time, energy, effort, none of it. Yeah, oh, you drama? Bye. Deuces. Like, With I, the quickness. I can't. If you cannot communicate with me, regulate your emotions and express your emotions in a healthy way. I can't do it. So yes, women, if you're not regulating your emotions, expressing your emotions in a healthy way and communicating what you actually feel instead of what your friends are telling you to feel. Hmm. Friends. You ain't about to be in a relationship either. It ain't all the man's fault. Yeah. And also, I, 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 the, big, the big part about values, like, understand what your values are. Because going back to what we were talking about before, if you believe strength is being mm. dominant and controlling over somebody, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you might see me as weak because I don't like dominating and controlling people who don't exactly. want to be dominated and controlled over. Exactly. So call me weak. My idea of strength is being able to be empathetic mm. to the point where I can address my partner and if she is feeling a certain t- type of way, I can console her. I can be there for her. I can support her. Mm-hmm. That's strength to me, is being able to relate to other people. But you know, that's just me. Yeah, true. Who am I? But a good black man. Hey. <laughs> Single. <laughs> um, so I think that's about it for today's show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Any questions, comments? Um, I did want to say before we ended that we did create a new uh, bio for the Mm -hmm. podcast. Oh, yes. Um, So the just to clarify what our purpose is for the show, in case you didn't know. So it's so real. The podcast that challenges the norms, deconstructs our reality and questions your thinking. Mm -hmm. And I put out an Instagram post um, elaborating a little bit more of how we can our ideas can be challenged too. Like that's okay. Please. Just leave your emotions at home. Like we're coming to you logically. Right. To have we'll a, a rational discussion. Into, or passion into what we're saying. Yeah. But what we're saying is backed up by things we'll be looking up or research. Exactly. Or stuff we're experiencing with our clients. Yeah. Things like that. Exactly. So if you want to like have a discussion with us, cool. That's fine. But don't make shit up. Facebook Live. 
don't, don't make shit up. <laughs> don't bring in your emotions because we're going to be like, okay, have a good day. Because obviously you ain't even trying to listen. You know? Yeah. So uh, we're all down for that conversation and we love challenging And expanding ideas. minds. So if you expand our minds, great. We up for it. Right. And if you hear something that you never heard before in this program, yeah. then you know what? Uh, take into consideration. Expand. Expand. <laughs> it's okay, don't. You know? You'll be all right. Um, and then, because I'm wearing my shirts, I got to tell y'all where Her I got shirts. my shirts. I don't got time. Check out the shirt. <laughs> that was good, though. That was really good. So, this shirt, why my internet don't want to work right now? <laughs> I had it all set up and everything. Well, okay, so oh, this shirt you. is by um, Shop Unites. So that's U-N-I-T-E-E-S. Shop Unites. com, And I believe it's the same for Instagram, but my Instagram want to be fake right now. So Shop Unites. And he's actually a Howard alum. And oh, then his daughter so his daughter um, went to Hampton. I knew his daughter. Oh, okay, so the real agent. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but this is what the shirt says so this is the shirt it's a um, black woman with her afro and has words on it and the words are and take a moment to appreciate black women on this because mm. definitely doing it all right <laughs> my scalp is the soil enriched with oil mm. and the butter of shea from mother's land cultivating discipline patience wisdom as seeds grow towards cornrows, braids, and froze. The fruit is twisted wildly, freely, blackberries on a vine, they're mine, and I shine. Mm. Let it grow. My magnificent cloud hides the heavens above or lock it down heavy, thanking Jaw Brothers for providing strength to bear it, wear it, a revolutionary's crown. There are yams in my garden, in my barn, nourished, valuable, organically sewn cotton spun into yarn discovering self while the journey reaches towards the final resting layer we are natural without chemical or synthetic blends mm. proudly displaying ourselves from within through our hair it's mine and i shine and i was like i didn't read that till today <laughs> like i had the shirt for a couple years now and i just read the whole thing today I was like, damn, that's deep. And it's only because I asked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's again, shop Unites, U N I T E E S dot com. Shop Unites dot com. That's a dope. Um, I kind of wish I thought of that. I don't even sell t shirts, but that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So check them out. And uh, we'll see what we're going to be talking about next week. We had so we many so ideas going on. We'll um, come at y'all with something. But yeah, so remember to check out Instagram for our posts, our polls, our questions. Check out Facebook for our Facebook Live, our articles, our videos that we're putting up. And then, of course, subscribe to SoundCloud. It's so real. I-T-S-S-O-U-L. Real. And we're going to be trying to get um, the show on iTunes, other uh, other platforms. platforms. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we just, get out there. We're just busy. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> lot a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. We got, we doing a lot of self-growth right now. So. Pretty much. Self-growth yeah. with therapy. Yeah. With passions and other projects. Yeah. So. It's, it's a lot. Life. But we're doing our best to keep uh, Living our best going. life. You know, 
show our show and spread our voices so that mm-hmm. it can inspire others to do the same. Yeah. That's what this is about. Healing mm-hmm. and making sure that gets spread. Those healers mm-hmm. healing others. And exactly. then, you know, reversing those cycles of those hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Trying to break these cycles. You know, deconstruct some things. Yes. You gotta make sure that you get things. Yeah. Back on track. <laughs> Well, all right. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Stay tuned next week. Check out SoundCloud for 40 plus episodes, baby. That's right. <laughs> and thank you for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. Hey, your boy, Oh. <laughs> you take care of you. All right. Peace and love, y'all.